this Premier League Match Day 5 Picks edition of the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the MLB Gambling Podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now. Use the code SGP. You customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on football, only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code SGP. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use the promo code SGPN on your first purchase to save $20. Download the Game Time app and use the promo code SGPN. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play the Underdog pick in, in college or NFL and win up to 20x in one game. Use the promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. And finally, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use the code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. everyone to the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is ooh, Wednesday, the 13th of September, uh, and we are here with a full slate of action. All that international shit's finished with. Uh, we're back uh, with the meat and potatoes of our business here, Premier League. Um, no Friday night game. We're going Saturday through to Monday. And joining me back in our spiritual heartland is Mr. Barry Penaluna. Arid Baz. Hi, Malcolm. How are we doing? I am above average, I would say. Yeah, not bad. Looking forward to some uh, proper football. The, the International League, you seem to be enjoying the break, but I wasn't. Um, I, I didn't enjoy the break. I mean... Uh, Did you say last week you were enjoying the rest? You said you said that on Sunday. Uh, yeah, I thought I thought you meant like uh, yeah, you're right. I did say that. Probably <laughs> you did years. definitely. I'm not being uh, up, but but that was nearly two weeks ago, Malcolm. That was like Monday, Tuesday after Newcastle yeah, all right. again, um, and I was pleased to just switch off for a couple of days and not think about football. Uh, but now I've been itching for the Premier League to come back for about the last week. Although we've done really well, Malcolm. Um, international isn't normally our sort of hot spot, so to speak. But uh, we've picked some good stuff over the break. Um, highlights, Hungary to beat Serbia, 4-1. to one. We both put up Austria to beat Sweden the other day, 2-1. to one. Yeah. Uh, we put a load of stuff out. Last night, We every pick we put out was, was a winner. And um, let's not forget Swindon. Swindon last week, uh, goal ladder, got all the way up to a 20-1 to one winner on the Swindon game. Um, and by the way, Swindon, um, I've got yes. my eye on them this week. I'm going to put it out early. Oh, okay. Just because I mentioned Swindon now. They're even money yeah. again this week. Um, at home to Walsall. Um, again, I just think it looks a big price for Swindon. Team who are scoring goals for fun. Um, I'm just looking at the table. I'd, I'd pick this up earlier on. I mean, Walsall middle of the road but they've conceded 11 goals already uh, I think Swindon look a good bet again so I'll be getting on Swindon around even money um, and looking at those goal ladders again possibly <laughs> passes in League 2 within 6 minutes <laughs> within 4 minutes of the pod good um, have we got this far into the podcast without me dishing out my Swindon Town fact Baz are you aware of this have we discussed no, that I didn't know you had a Swindon Town fact oh mate it's not just a Swindon Town fact this is the one of the facts of all time this um, Swindon Town, Barry, is the only team in the Football League that's got none of the letters of the word mackerel in it. Yeah, what do you think of that? I've heard that before as a, as a trivia it's question. Probably, uh, we probably discussed it in the pub when we were 13 points in 2005 or something, but yeah. Brilliant, that, isn't it? Uh, I mean, it's person, good, I, I mean, I if anyone the person who came up that. with that fact, Baz, what were they, what were they doing when, when they arrived at that? I don't know. I've, wild, isn't it? Yeah, it's a strange one, like. Definitely it is wild, I think. Anyway, yeah. our, our listeners are now all be uh, looking through the league tables trying to find <laughs> another one uh, yeah. just to catch you out. Because that was a fact. But, it, of course, you know, one day it probably won't be a fact. There might be another team comes up out of the lower league. Yeah. And, and what was a fact four years ago, you might still think is a fact. So if people want to check it out, check it out. Um, um 
You see, you see someone like like Berry. If Berry got back in the league, I think that would be it, Naked. No, because that's got an R in it, you divvy. Swindon <laughs> Town hasn't, though. Oh, it's got Mackerel in it. Sorry, I was trying to figure. You see, this bloke went through. Man, it's incredible. Right, stop talking about Swindon Town. And I love a bit of Tin Fish. Right, so we're back. Tin Fish featured in the very first episode of the uh, World Cup Gambling Podcast. We've gone full circle, Baz. We need to retire. Um, it was, there's lots of people lurking in the chat, not saying hello. Simmer said to me today, he can't say hello on his phone in the chat. Or more... Uh, accurately, he doesn't know. He can't work out how to. Uh, Simmons has got yeah. a very similar level of tech uh, knowledge as me. You can so definitely probably... do it on your phone, like yeah. Uh, but he yeah. said if he if he texts me a load of swear words, I have to read them out. Is what he said to me. So I'm waiting for that. Uh, Courtney's here. Yes, hello, Courtney. Monster, who's uh, a new name. Don't know who Monster is, but cheers for shouting up. Good evening. Yeah, good evening, and uh, all the other lurkers. Uh, stop lurking and say hello. Yeah, we did well on the internationals, Baz. Um, there was some some both teams to score and uh, a couple of overs and what have you. But the two picks for me, Baz, really, the two you mentioned, the Hungary pick last week and the Austria pick, because they were just pure, like, just an outright winner. Away teams, well worked out. I mean, it's easy to cheat. We talked about this last week when we were talking about Champions League groups and you could parlay the three, like one to two shots and shit like that. Um and this, you could have gone, I was talking to Simmons about it today, I'm like Spain and over three and a half goals and just sort of cheaty things like that, where you're just cobbling together a bit of a guess. That Hungary and Austria pick, they were absolutely outstanding, Buzz. Um, yeah, so, so really pleased with that. Um, Johnny Junt has joined us. Hello, Johnny. Uh, Johnny is our uh, friend of the show, our Canadian uh, Toronto Blue Jays expert. Um, he's uh, absolutely slays me on Twitter on a daily basis, Johnny. Uh, he's a very, very funny man and his Twitter, the Toronto Blue Jays have been very good this week and Johnny's been forward. Uh, so hello, Johnny. Nice to you to join us. He says, how are the lads? And Francis is here too. Um, absolutely. So, yeah, that was uh, that was a good week, Baz. Really enjoyed it. Uh, do you have any uh, lifestyle chat today, Baz? No. Um, before no. we go into any lifestyle chat, um, yes, there's nine people lurking. Make sure that has nine thumbs up. Oh, basket's cross here. Yeah, give us a like. Um, no, quickly about followers and subscribers, Martin, because we've had another good week in terms of uh, more subscribers. Uh, hit a milestone on TikTok, Malcolm. 2,000 followers on TikTok this week. Oh, mate. Um, YouTube, we've nearly got 300 subscribers now. We're about seven short. So if you aren't subscribed and you're listening now, uh, drop us a subscribe on YouTube and then you'll get a notification whenever this goes live and um, you can hit the thumbs up every week, every twice a week. Um, but I've got some, some lots of new people getting involved in the game. I've had loads of feedback, TikTok, Twitter, new followers, um, lots of people thanking us for some of the stuff we've put out. Uh, so good to have it. Just make sure you're still dropping reviews and dropping the likes because it makes a big difference and keeps us growing. That level of... That level of uh, TikTok following, Baz, that's the sort of thing will get you on Strictly, won't it, I reckon? Oh, it's got to be getting close. Like, the kids keep telling me I've got to go live now. Apparently, once you get to a 1,000 followers on TikTok, you can go live. Uh, I said, what am I going to go live Ooh. with? Um, but it turns out um, I might go live on Saturday morning and just talk about general football. So if anyone wants to follow me on TikTok, you can uh, you can find the link to my TikTok on any of our other socials. It's in the link tree thing. Um but yeah, follow us on there, and we might just have a bit of a, a might just have a bit of a general chat before the games on Saturday. See what people fancy, and uh, see how that goes. But, uh, yeah, nice. kids love it. Telling me I've got to go live. Go live, Baz. It's the future. Um, yeah. Courtney's reminded us about the North Macedonia, and we did say it wasn't the fanciest of prices, but it'll just buy you five pints or a takeaway on Friday night, North Macedonia. Like put twenty quid on, win thirty-five. And I'll have three pints of beer, uh, three lagers on Saturday. Um, yeah, that was a great stuff. So, uh, Brian is in the chat as well. Evening, Brian. I'm right, we can get stuck into these. I had a cracking story about Lego Sharks, Baz, uh, but we've used up the whole lifestyle chat, uh, talking whatever we've been talking. Um, I'll tell you about DraftKings first before we get into it. Uh, football is back in full swing with another week of epic games. Uh, got you covered for every uh, every one of them. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL and uh, new customers get $200 instantly in bonus bets um, 
when you bet just $5 on football. No one's missing out on the action. DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. So get in on the NFL Retail Action DraftKings Sports Week. Download the app, use the code SGP to sign up. New customers can get $5, take home 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sports Week with the code SGP. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. And game time. The ticket people, one of our favourite sponsors here. Uh, the fast and easy way to buy tickets for and sport music, comedy and theatre that you like. Killer deals on last-minute tickets. It's easy to find and buy the tickets that you want. Uh, and the game time guarantee means you get the best price. Game time will credit you 110% of the difference if you find tickets in the same section in row. Um, so the thing to do here is download the Game Time app, create an account, uh, use the code SGPN for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply, create an account, redeem the code SGPN for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We're going to start on, there's no Friday night game for the first time this season. So we go, I think that's it. Uh, the residue of the international break. All the players will be returning back to the uh, returning back to England from wherever they've been. So we go Saturday lunchtime, twelve uh, thirty kick off is Wolverhampton Wanderers against Liverpool. Wolves are seven to one. The draw is fifteen to four plus three seventy five, and Liverpool are two to five minus two fifty. I made a right to hash of this, Baz. I handicapped this three different ways. Um, I went initially with my gut, how I felt, and I then kind of spent... I did all of this on Monday, Bass. I went quite early. And then I spent all day yesterday like talking myself out of it, and then I spent all the day talking myself back into it. So I'm going to go where I started. Um, Wolves have flattered to deceive a little bit. Um, played well at Man United. Um, got a ugly 1-0 at Everton. But I've conceded seven in the other two, um, which were... Uh, the poor result at Palace last time, a 3-2 defeat, and they conceded four against two, put four past them, can't remember. Um, so, what well, was Brighton, they lost four when it opened to Brighton. Um, at Molyneux is where they should be more competitive um, they were certainly last year. They beat Liverpool 3-0 last year uh, in this uh, reciprocal fixture. Um, Liverpool have started really well. The goals and drawn one. Uh, the 3-0 win against Villa last week was a very good result. I've been looked a little bit wobbly um, against Chelsea. They should have lost to St. James's Park, pulled one out of the fire there. And um, their other result... Oh, God, what's with my memory today, Baz? Uh, oh, the home win against Bournemouth that looked shaky as well. So my instinct here was goals rather than a side. You can't be taking Liverpool at minus 250. We don't go that sort of price anyway. And I'm still not really convinced... Um, that they should be that priced. Um, Van Dijk is still going to be missing. Um, this We handicapped that in last week and then they kept a clean sheet against Villa and Villa are a better team uh, than Wolves. Um, but all the goals are short, as you'd expect. The over two and a half short, it's 11 to 25. Both teams to score is minus 150. Um, however, Baz, this is the early game on Saturday. Um, Liverpool have looked dodgy at the back and these South American players are getting back late and they did have some issues um, Darwin Nunes apparently had some muscle issues with Uruguay we've had Luis Diaz has been with Colombia uh, Alexis McAllis has been with Argentina um, Wolves haven't been terrible their expected goals against Brighton and Manchester United was over two uh, Gary O'Neill is playing and talking a really positive game um, I've got three picks here, Baz. So this is the my initial pick. I'll talk you through what I did. Was the Wolves team total? Um, I think they can get two goals, Baz. Over one and a half Wolves goals is five to two, plus two fifty. I then sort of dropped my arse a bit and thought, even if I like that, a safer bet would be the total to go over three and a half because Liverpool have been full of goals. So if Wolves shit the bed, Liverpool could still get me there. Um, so that was Monday and Tuesday. Today. I thought, fuck it, I think Wolves are going to win 7-1. to um, So there you go. So what's going to happen is, Baz, Wolves are going to win it 7-1, to having scored two goals. Uh, in, or maybe they'll have to win 3-2 because the total's going over 3.5. Um, so yeah, Wolves and Wolves team total, Baz, please. Great, so, mate. That's a way to start the show, isn't it? I didn't yeah, right, stop me to answer that. 
right. Um, I, I've gone another way, really. Um, because Wolves have just... Uh, they have, they've played all right, but they've only got the one win, and that come against Everton. Everyone beats Everton. Um, they've only scored four, conceded eight. And I think Liverpool have been efficient so far, I would say. I think they've, they've been better than I was expecting from them at the start of the season. Um, but nothing hugely surprising in the results for Liverpool. They drew with Chelsea, no surprise there. They beat Bournemouth, as you would expect. And although the Newcastle game was ridiculous, um, it ultimately shouldn't be seen as any kind of shock because Liverpool always run out winners against Newcastle um, in recent years. The result I wasn't really expecting from Liverpool was the Villa one. I thought Villa would compete in that one. And it was fairly easy for Liverpool in the end, running out 3-0 winners. So they are doing the business so far. And, and I think that clean sheet against Villa was a bit of an eye-opener. One thing we didn't expect was, was many clean sheets from Liverpool. Um, I mean, Wolves have only had the one home game so far. That came against another strong attacking side in Brighton. Brighton managed to put four past them, beat them 4-1. And I could see a similar sort of outcome here. So I'm on the complete opposite side of it as you. Uh, I think Liverpool minus 1.5 on the handicap at 11-10, plus 110. Um, I thought about Liverpool goals. It's a similar price for Liverpool to score three or more. But I just think... Personally, I think if Liverpool score three or more, they'll cover the handicap. I don't see Wolves scoring two goals. So um, I'll take the handicap because that gives me the 2 0 win on, on my side also. So the bet for me is Liverpool minus 1.5 on a handicap at 11 to 10. Uh, and that's not much of a help for anybody. So we've gone two completely different directions there. But. Uh, there you go. I think most of the chats are your side. Uh, I've been I've been laughed out the comment section so far. Uh, we've got Pavel the Plymouth fan who's not buying it. Um, Francis isn't a big fan uh, of Wolves either. Um, Seville, yeah, Seville wants to know about the FPL wildcard, so we'll cover that at the end as well, Baz. Don't let me forget to do that. Um, next up then, three o'clock games on Saturday. Um, there's a few of these. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, five three o'clock games a bit more like it. Um, first up is Aston Villa versus Crystal Palace. Villa are nine to ten minus one eleven. The draw is five to two, and Crystal Palace are three to one. Bad. Yeah, so a bit of a mixed bag for Villa. With they've had a winning streak of four games, if you include their the Europe Europa games, but they're bookended with them two heavy defeats. They lost to Newcastle five yeah. one, won four in a row, and then got well beaten by Liverpool three nil. I say well beaten against Newcastle, but they bounced back from that one in, in good style with, with a 4-0 win over Everton. So the question is, can they can they bounce back in similar style after that Liverpool defeat here? And I think they can, and I think Villa are a good price on the money line. Uh, I haven't really gone into much more than... I looked at the price and I liked it. I mean, Palace have won two so far, but they only came up against the, you know those two games, Sheffield United and Wolves, two of the teams who struggled so far. Um Villa haven't lost a game at home since February, Malcolm. Uh, that was a game against Arsenal. They've won the last nine competitive games at Villa Park. So I'm getting close to evens for Villa to win this one here. I think it looks a great bet. Um, so pick for me is Villa straight up to win this one at 10 to 11, minus 110. Yeah, it it, it jumped out, Baz. I don't think... Uh, it'd be short. If, if I'd have asked, asked you to price this up, uh, before you'd seen it, you probably would have gone maybe 8 to 11, a little bit shorter. I definitely thought it would be a shorter price. You're right, Villa won two, lost two. It's really hard to assess. Um, their only home game was at Villa Park where they, they smashed Everton. Uh, but Palace are doing OK. Palace have picked up seven points from their four games. And Roy Hodgson, he just seems to have taken the handbrake off of it. I don't know if it's intentional or not. I don't know if he knows where he is. Um, but I think the difference is with Palace, who've been traditionally... Dull as ditch water for years. Um, they got some good players, Baz. Um, it's not rocket science. They play a little bit better because they got some good players. Um, watching England last night, um, England went up to... T- they took on the best uh, the best Scottish team of two generations and they didn't have a shot on target. Well done, everyone. Um, but they started Mark here at the back. Uh, SA came on. Um, and Elise playing really well. So the goal, which he just he, ne- he hasn't done it throughout his career. Like um, they've only failed to score once, uh, and I think Palace can get a goal here. All the Villa games have gone over two and a half this season. Every one of them. 
Uh, over two and a half. It's the same price, Buzz. It's nine to ten, minus one eleven. Uh, so yeah, pick your poison there. Um, or you can take Villa and over two and a half, which will be a little bit of a fancier price. Okay, let's go to Fulham. Take on Luton Town. Uh, and Fulham are four to six, minus one fifty. The draw is eleven to four, plus three seventy-five. Luton have um they've drifted half a point since I looked at this on Monday. I got some uh, first time I've, I've got line movement reports, Baz, because I looked at these on Monday. And now the Wolves have drifted a point from uh, sixes to sevens. Um, to be fair, everyone I've drifted to the little camera somewhere in the edge. Uh, Luton have drifted off a point from four to one to nine to two. Um, so Fulham are sitting on four points. And again, I find them really hard to assess at the moment. Um, they, they had a lucky win. At Everton, uh, where they were the second best team in the game, won. They're awful defeat for Brentford, an excellent point at Arsenal, and they got home to Man City, which means nothing. So they really got four outcomes, and none of them are correlated. Like, um, but the trouble they've had is this Polinia thing, because he is by far their best player, and he's got that Wilf Zaha thing going where if he plays, Fulham are competitive, and if he doesn't, they're not. Um, now, I think he'll probably play. It all depends on his mindset now, whether he's going to buckle down and be the player he was. Uh, after all, the Schalke for Bayern Munich, where if you don't know, he flew out to Munich on the last day of the window, uh, was all set enjoying, and then Fulham decided they weren't going to sell him, so he had to come back. Um, Luton have lost three out of three. Um, they've competed in parts. Um, they weren't terrible against Chelsea. They were, were terrible against West Ham. Um, and they face tough, tough opposition. Uh, they face Brighton, they face Manchester City and West Ham, who are a form team. I think Luton can get off the mark here, Baz, and I think they can do it with a draw. The price is 11 to 4, which is plus 375. And, Baz, do you know what this is for the first time? You tell me. It's Malcolm's Look at that. Uh, thank you very much, Pat Foster, for the 1-1 one, one of the week. Jingle Francis was just asking, Francis, you're too late. It's the 1-1 one, one of the week. Um, yeah, Pat Foster got in the studio and knocked us up the 1-1 one, one of the week. Jingle, this is the 1-1 one, one of the week, Baz. Uh, the price is 7-1. to one. Uh, If this plays the draw, 1-1, uh, 7-1, one, one, Baz, what you got? Uh, not the 1-1. One, one. Um, we can't both win with a 1-1, one, one, so that's not good for me. I'm not sure what make of Fulham, though. This this was a hard game for, for me to handicap. Uh, I mean, they started off with a win for Everton, well beaten against Brentford, uh, went and put in a really solid performance against Arsenal with a draw, and then well beaten in a game against City, which, you know, game against City doesn't teach us anything, really. Um, so they're all over the place. There's not really any form to follow with Fulham. Um as you say, Polinia, I've, I've mentioned here as well. Um, it's a bonus that they've kept him. Sounds very much like he hopes to rekindle that move to Bayern in January. Um, yeah. So it is very much down to um, how he how he knuckles down now. Uh, William stayed as well. He, he was linked with a move to Saudi. So, you know, they've lost Mitrovic, but they've done okay to hold on to them too, albeit possibly short term. I mean, Luton have played three, lost three. It's, it's clear it's going to be a tough season for them and, and they're going to have to scrap for every point, as we expected. But I like goals in this one. All three of Luton's games so far have had over two and a half goals in them. And three of Fulham's four games have also gone over. Um, so I just can't really get any feeling at all for, for Fulham or Luton in terms of the the outright picks on this one. I think Fulham will be a hard team to predict from one week to the next. They'll be capable of throwing in the odd dud performance, uh, you know, where a team like Luton could go and beat them. Um, and that could happen this weekend. But I just didn't feel anything strong enough. So I, I, I'm going for what I thought was a fairly safe play, was the over two and a half goals. It's at four to five, minus 125. So that's a pick for me. Fulham v Luton um, over 2.5 goals at four to five. The only problem with that is, Baz, 1-1 one, one is under two and a half goals. You see what I know. And your 1-1 one, one record is currently at 100%. Um, 
I'll tell you what's not a 100% bias. The NFL pick of the week, that went tits up. Did you notice? <laughs> Just about every game in the NFL went under, apart from the one I gave out under 51. 70 points there was in that game. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, so, yeah, we'll shelve that one. Um, you can you can have a turn this week, maybe. Um, we'll crack on with um, the uh, Hall of Fame bets is a new sponsor here. Uh, you can win bigger and better. Uh, bet smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets, sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Um, you can enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame bets, revolutionary parlay optimizer too. You'll get hit rates broken down by a leg. You'll get an expected probability for the play. Uh, you can sort all players by hit rate. So learn which players who do uh, who you can get value on. Stop betting in the dark. Join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month. Start researching. Start winning with Hall of Fame bets. And finally, Underdog Fantasy. And we've got a great way for you to play alongside your favourite football teams all season long. The Fantasy Pick'em Game. Uh, pick between two and five players. Select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats. And then do what we all spend Sunday night doing. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game, but you can win real money. Watch along, make your picks, maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. Next three o'clock, Manchester United against Brighton and Hove Albion. Manchester United are 15 to 13, plus 115. The draw is 5 to 2. Brighton are 23 to 10, plus 230. Baz, we've had a few crossfires. Uh, we're not helped the punt as much. Um, are we going to be in lockstep on this one? Lead us up. Um, oh, let's find out. It's a, it, it's a game I'm looking forward to. Um, you know, every game I've seen from Brighton so far has been entertaining, plenty of goals. Uh, Man United in a bit of a mess at the moment. Injury problems, Shaw's still out, Mount's still out. Um, the Morrison's butcher could be back for this weekend. Um, but there's rumours that Amrabat <laughs> might be injured, new signing, um, possibly won't be ready. Um, on the plus side for Man United, Anthony isn't available, so so that might help them. Um, he's been You're given... Late. He's been given time off to try and fend off his uh, domestic abuse, abuse case. Um, Sancho's fell out with Ten Hag. Um, yeah. That probably rules him out for any kind of return for a while because he's called him out on Twitter and all of this. And There just seems to be one controversy after another with Man United at the minute. It's all a bit of a mess. On the pitch, I mean, the big positive for Man United is their home form. We've talked about it over and over again. Won both their home games this season. They've scraped both of them, haven't they? The Wolves yeah. game day one, where where Wolves were, were shafted with that non penalty, and the Forest game where they went two 0 down very quickly um, and won via that penalty where Rashford definitely dived. Um, so yeah, two two home wins, but could have definitely been a different picture if if you know things were a little different. Uh, Brighton have won three, lost one, two four one wins, a three one win. Uh, and the defeat was a 3-1 as well. So all of their games have went over three and a half goals. All of them have hit the both teams to score. Uh, Man United's last two games both went over three and a half and both teams to score as well. And I think those are the two that initially come to mind, the both teams to score the over three and a half, possibly. Both teams to score, you can rule out entirely. It's two to five and it's yeah. minus 250. You just can't, can't be betting that at that price. So I think... The over three and a half at eleven to ten is seems a good price considering the both teams to score is so short, um, and, and you know Brighton eventually are going to chuck in a game where it isn't over three and a half. I get that, um, but the form at the moment is is goals every week with Brighton, so I'll, I'll keep riding that whilst that's the case. So yeah, if I'd seen a slightly higher price on Brighton, I, I might have been tempted to take them as a pick. They're about two to one, did we say here? Um, uh, plus plus two thirty twenty three to ten. I'd just be surprised if they can't put at least a couple past Man United, and then it's whether Man United can do enough to cover them to to get the draw, or get the win. Uh, but I'm playing it safe. I'm going with the over three and a half goals 
at a price of 11 to 10. So, so Man United, Brighton, uh, 11 to 10 for over three and a half goals is my pick. Um, yeah, Man United have been all over the place, Baz. One, two, lost two. Uh, the two from two at home are where we knew they would win games. We kind of said all the way through since we started the show, we've had, we've had good uh, good results back in them at home. Um, now, Brighton are everybody's flavour of the month, really, after a hot start. Um, but they're playing exactly as everybody knew. Uh, and the 3-1 home defeat to West Ham is just, that's the indication of what they'll continue to do. Nothing's going to change at all here. Um, Man United, I thought, played well at Arsenal. Um, they had a plan, at least. They didn't do much in the first half. Um, but at the end, really, between sort of 75 and 90, they looked like they were going to win it. And if it wasn't for the tiny, the tiniest of margins, uh, I think they, they would have won it with that offside goal for Garnacho. Um, and away at Tottenham, they should have had a penalty. And Bruno Fernandes missed a sitter. They, they should have won that game too. So I don't think the form line is absolutely awful. Um, I'm hoping they'll keep uh, the, the Man United forwards, they'll keep the Brighton defences busy as they've kept uh, great at Manchester Police recently. Um, and I think they're a massive price here, Baz, at home. Um, it's a good chance to get them. You, It's a similar, I think, to what you called with Aston Villa. Um, a, a good team at home. A bigger price than you expected. Uh, or certainly not that you expected, but I don't think we'll see this price too often here. I'm going to take, are you ready, everybody? Courtney, Nick, if you're listening, Nick Morris, uh, anyone else sitting at home in that Spider-Man pyjamas, I'm taking Manchester United to win on the money line, 15 to 13, plus 115. Uh, Shane's popped up and said hello. Hiya, Shane. That's a new name as well. Um, and AD as well. Uh, some new faces. So, yeah, uh, that's Shane, fantastic. Shane gets an extra... Uh... An extra shout out because he's doing oh, all yes. the lads at work to give us a follow. So yeah, go, appreciate that, Shane. Everyone should be yes. doing that. If you're enjoying the show, let people know you're enjoying it and, and share it. Spread the word. Um, all the links are in our uh, our bios wherever you go. So cheers for that. Much appreciated. Beautiful. And Courtney's nearly fallen off a chair wherever she is. Um, three o'clock. Um, we carry on with Tottenham. Hotspur against Sheffield United. And you turn my page over. Um, Spurs are seven to twenty-five. Minus 357. The draw is 17 to 4 plus 525. Sheffield United are 10 to 1 underdogs. Um, this is me, innit? Um, Spurs have had a good start, 10 points from 12. They've scored 11 goals. Madison has been outstanding. Um, and again, playing as we thought they would, but have actually, I think, arrived a little bit earlier uh, on the scene. We thought it might take them a little, a little while. Um, to get going but uh, hats off to Postacoglu uh, he's got them going like I say Madison's hit the ground running which has been key um, they have looked dodgy at the back in spells at Brentford uh, they were behind Man United should have been in front um, but yeah but they've done everything that's been expected of them they scored goals at uh, Burnley last time it was a great win Sheffield United um, we had them sort of bottom of the league we had them a little bit better than Burnley uh, sorry worse than Burnley and Luton in a lot of our pre-season stuff Baz and they played really well. Um, uh, they got the draw at um, Everton. It, it talked to Everton last time, the 2-2. Uh, they pushed Forest really close. And they pushed City close as well. Um, they probably should have um, beaten Everton last week, actually. Jordan Pickford made a ridiculous double save at the end. Uh, that opening defeat to Palace was poor. But other than that, they've been pretty competitive. I'm still not sure about Tottenham's defence. Um, Cameron Archer... Looked really lively last week for Sheffield against Everton. I fancied fading Spurs, but I wasn't brave enough to go for the draw. Um, I've got two picks here, Baz. Uh, the official players, both teams to score. I think Sheffield United can get one, even if Tottenham run up three or four. Um, but I don't think they will. I think Sheffield United, we've seen it. Um, they haven't been humped all season. They've been beaten by one at Forest. They were beaten by one at home at Palace. Oh, we've lost, we've lost Malcolm there. He's dropped out of it's the just feed. A sh- oh, he's back. Oh. Malcolm, we lost you there for a second. Oh, me? Did you? Yeah. I didn't even notice, Baz. I was engrossed. Went, and now you're back. Right, OK. Two picks. Official plays, both teams to score. Oh, we heard uh, that bit, man. Right, OK. Second one is that Sheffield United plus a goal and a half on the Asian handicap is a shade over even money, Baz. It's 41 to 40, so even money effectively, plus 102. 
like I say, they only lost by one to Manchester City. Uh, they only lost by one at Forest. They only lost by one at home to Palace. And they got a draw with them. And so they've covered that every time. Um, and they showed they could uh, be organised against Manchester City. So I'm fearing Tottenham a little bit, but not completely. Uh, Sheffield United on the Asian handicap and both teams to score back. Yeah, funnily enough, I looked at that same pick. I haven't gone that way, but I did look at it because of the fact, as you say, they've, they've only lost, when they have lost, they've only lost by the odd goal, uh, by a single goal, I should say. It's one of those situations where I look at the money line prices and you see any team in double figures um, and you think, right, can I make a case to back this team here? So Sheffield United at 10 to 1, sort of looking and you think, can I, can I make a case? But I think, I think it's hard. I haven't I haven't been able to get to that point where I think Sheffield United are worth a punt at, at ten to one. Spurs have scored at least two in every game. Francis has put up Spurs over one and a half goals, but it's a very short price. Can't remember Ma- what it was. Exactly. Minus three hundred. I've just looked it up to stick in the chat there. Very very short price for that. But yeah, they you know they have scored two in, in each game so far. Um, I'm still not getting too carried away with Spurs just yet. They they have had some nice fixtures to start the season. Um, they've certainly started well and they'll now be playing, you know, full of confidence, which, you know, had they've got off to a bad start, wouldn't have been the case. So there's a lot more positivity around the club now. And we know as Newcastle fans, when that sort of atmosphere changes in the ground, it, it carries over onto the pitch and stuff. So, um, Sheffield, as you say, the winless, but not disgraced themselves in any game. Um, so there are positives, but I just, not enough for me to convince myself I can take them at 10 to 1. If this was last season's Spurs and you put up any team against them at ten to one, I would have been all over it because um, yeah. it was exactly the sort of thing we would we would sort of go for when Spurs were at the lowest ebb last year. Uh, but not this time. Goals for me, the book is expected to be goals. It's it's one to two for over two and a half goals, but they obviously expect Spurs to be far more likely to get the three goals needed to hit that because the, the both teams to score is far more backable. 10 to 11, minus 110. Yeah. Given that Sheffield United have scored in each of the last three, including the game against City, I think both the teams to score here is a, is a good pick. Um, I, I've thought about Spurs goals because that's you know what's, what's been coming in each week, but Spurs to score three or more is the same price as both teams to score. And I just feel I'd much rather be on the both teams to score at the, at the, at the prices because I think Sheffield can get a goal here. I'm not sure about Spurs defensively. Um, they might go and win the game, but I think Sheffield United will get on the score sheet. So, yeah, the pick for me, Spurs v Sheffield United, both teams to score at 10 to 11. Uh, the final three o'clock is West Ham United against Manchester City. West Ham 6 to 1. The door is 7 to 2 plus 350. Man City are 9 to 20. Minus 222, Baz. Yeah, I mean, great start of the season for West Ham. One draw, three wins. Uh, both teams to score has hit in every game. Over 2.5 has hit in the last three on the bounce. Um, they're another club who seem to have a lot more positivity around now. I mean, we we done a season review on West Ham sort of a week before the season started. And it was looking bleak, wasn't it? They'd lost Rice. They'd signed nobody. They looked like they were going to lose Paqueta when Man City came in for him. And you fast forward a few weeks, they're looking in good shape, they're playing well. They're a stronger squad now, I think, with Ward-Prowse coming in, Alvarez, Kudos coming in. They've really beefed up that midfield. And yeah, they've lost one quality player in Rice, but they've they've signed well, I think, and, and definitely look a, a more solid outfit now, I think. Um, City, no surprises, maximum points, four from four. I think early in the season, City can occasionally be vulnerable, uh, but not so much this season. They've, they've been very efficient. Um, but they have had some easy games as well. They've played two of the promoted sides in their first four games. Um, first instinct was City goals again, because it's, it's the obvious one we always run to. Um, City to score three or more, possibly. I think that was six to four for City to score three or more. But I think the handicap... Um, for City could be a safer play I think City may well score three and if they do they'll likely cover the handicap it's very similar to what I was thinking on the one of the earlier games can't remember which one it was now Um, Liverpool you have to go a long way back for the last time anyone scored two past Man City Um, 
So if City can score the three, they'll cover the handicap minus 1.5. The handicap then gives me a 2 0 win on my side as well. So I'm getting five to four for City to win by two or more. Um, they won both of these ties against West Ham last year. They won 3 0 at home and 2 0 on the road. Um, so having 2 0 on my side makes sense. So yeah, the pick for me West Ham v City. City to win by two or more at five to four plus 125. Um, exactly the same pick, Baz. This is the better of the season so far for me. Um, I don't want anything to do with West Ham. I know you made some points. I still think they're shite and will prove to be. I don't like any of their form lines at all. They were lucky against Chelsea, who have proved themselves to be a bit shit. Uh, they've got a win at Luton, there, whatever. Uh, one one draw, Bournemouth, whatever. I can't remember who else they beat. Who did they beat? Um, it can't be very good because I'm not. I'm not keen. Um, and Manchester City aren't one to five shots for the first time in forever. Um, like the were against Burnley and Sheffield United, whatever. Um, the oh, sorry, the winning in Brighton, West Ham, and that really was a again. It's a symptom of Brighton's failings rather than anything West Ham. I mean, West Ham played well. They have. I like Ward Prowse. He just got relegated last season. Still, he doesn't move the needle particularly far. And um, so, yeah, not interested at all. Um, Man City minus one and a half, five to four plus one twenty-five. If you want to take my minus two and a half, it's twenty-six to nine plus two ninety. Um, I thought they were great bets. Yeah, this was dead straightforward for me. Uh, Manchester City on the Asian handicap, same bet as Barry. Uh, tea time on Saturday is uh, 5.30, kick-off 3.30 Eastern between Newcastle United and Brentford, game I will be at. Uh, Newcastle are 9-17, to 17, minus 188. Draws 3-1, Brentford are 5-1. Um, are they? No, yeah, they're 5-1. Uh, Brentford have been nipped in half a point. And by the books, they were they were eleven to two on Monday when I looked at this first. Uh, they're into five to one today. Um, I thought, I, like Manchester United at home, we thought was a good. Or sorry, I thought was a good price price. And Villa at home, I thought the bookies might have eased up on Newcastle a bit because we haven't been great. And I thought there might be a little bit of eight to eleven or seven to ten or something. Um, and I would just take Newcastle right, but they're not. Um, they're still prohibit, uh, a prohibitive price because it has been a mixed bag for Newcastle. Um, but we did this last year. I mean, we lost at City 1-0, not a terrible result. We weren't very good at Brighton. Should have beaten Liverpool and we beat Villa 5-1. Um, and I do think we'll start progressing again. Um, we've got a good run of fixtures now. Uh, but they're too short at that price uh, to to take on the on the money line. Um, did beat Brentford 5-1 last year. It round about this time of year, actually. Um a little bit lucky. Brentford had a goal disallowed by VAR when it was nil-nil, and that I think would have tipped because um, Newcastle Newcastle came back almost immediately uh, and got the noses in front. It was fine margins. Uh, Brentford have won one and drawn three. They're full of goals. They've scored two, three, one, and two in the four games. Newcastle haven't looked like keeping a clean sheet in months and months and months. It's something like one in twenty-two or something. Um, we're round about. January time, all Newcastle could do was keep clean sheets. We did that. We had the second best uh, uh, defensive record in the Premier League last year. Um, but we just haven't looked like keeping a clean sheet in forever. They sorely missed Sven Botman uh, last time out with Brighton. He's 50 50. Even if he does play, Brighton will get, uh, Brentford will get a goal. Um, I think Newcastle will win, but I do think Brentford will get on the score sheet. Both teams to score is short, Baz. It's three to four, minus 133. It looks like it's Yeah, I mean, I've said before in the last couple of weeks, I'm not massively concerned by Newcastle's form as such. Only three points from the four games, but difficult games, and four games that only yielded four points for us in the in the same fixtures last season. That said, I mean, it, it's form that does put doubts in your mind, and we've talked before about how momentum can be a big thing, and and it works both ways, doesn't? It? I think Newcastle might bounce back, but that that momentum of three losing three defeats in a row could could you know spiral. Uh, I hope it doesn't. I think I think Newcastle will bounce back here. But it, similar to you, I, I thought it'd be a slightly bigger price. One to two is too short for me. Um, and when Newcastle are one to two, then I can't get involved in anything. I, I don't fancy that. So I don't, therefore don't fancy Newcastle goals and things like that. Um, I mean, if I wasn't. Brentford at five to one isn't isn't a it's it's a big enough price that you could be tempted with that if you weren't 
sort of betting with your heart overhead sometimes. Um, anyway, I mean, Brentford will they come here unbeaten, one win, three draws, so so should be full of confidence. Their only win was, was against Fulham, uh, and then they threw their other three, which were all home games. I just couldn't. It's another game where I couldn't find anything I fancy strongly. Um, either be that on goals or or either team on the outright. So I've I've went back to uh, last season's angles and and the corners angles on Newcastle games. <laughs> As we know, Newcastle were great for corners last year. That it hasn't been the case so far this season, and and I've not really got involved in the corners bets yet this season. Um, but we've mentioned it's been a difficult start for Newcastle. This this is where things open up a, a little bit. So I was thinking Newcastle corners, and, and the starting point there is, is Newcastle to score seven or more is around even money. Um, but I can also get even money for there to be 11 or more in the match, which I think is better value. Brentford have taken 21 corners in four games so far. I think they've had an eight, three, five and a five. So Brentford looked good for five, four or five corners anyway. So rather than taking Newcastle get seven or more, um, I, I think the evens for 11 or more total corners in the game looks looks a pick. Um, and then I thought, oh, let's, let's be a bit more ambitious with it. If Brentford can get their five corners that they're averaging and Newcastle can get the seven that the bookies think they can get, that equals 12. So I'm going for 12 or more corners in the game. Nice. It's six to four. Plus one fifty. Um I'm gonna take one step up the ladder. I'm gonna go twelve to five plus two forty for thirteen or more. The same fixture last season saw fourteen corners. Newcastle got nine and Brentford got their five, um, which is what I am expecting from them this week. So yeah, the pick for me is is Newcastle Brentford, twelve or more corners at six to four, and thirteen or more corners at twelve to five. Like that, Baz. I mean, there's no change in the styles of play of the two teams as well, Newcastle and Brentford. They're just going to go for it, I think, the two of them. So, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Uh, we move across to Sunday. Uh, the early game, 2pm, which is 9am Eastern time, is Bournemouth against Chelsea. Bournemouth are 15-4, plus 375. The draw is 14-5, plus 280. Chelsea are 7-10 favourites, minus 142, Barry. I mean, the first thought when I looked at this, Malcolm, is, is what have Chelsea done so far this season to justify being eight to eleven favourites in this game? They never win, um, Baz. Hmm? They never they ever win. win. Enzo Fernandez is signed for hundred and five million quid. He's walked off the field twice a winner since January. He's played him <laughs> thirty-five games. Twice. He must be thinking what's going on here. Yeah, what's what's it what's his feeling? They never win. It's nuts. It's crazy. Eight to eleven favourites, not having that at all. One win and four. Uh, three of those four were home games as well. And the only team they've beaten is the team who are predicted to finish rock bottom of the league in Luton. And I said this before the Forest game, after that Luton game, it was a look to convince and win in the end, 3-0. I mean, it was still only 1-0 after an hour. They they, they left it late to sort of get get away from Luton. Um, And I said before the Forest game, as I say, I think people got a bit carried away with that Luton result. Um, Forest were a massive price, and I said said we'll take them as an underdog, and, and that worked out. Um, they lost to Forest. They've lost to West Ham already this season. The draw against Liverpool was a probably a, an all right result, probably a fair result, and one they'd be happy with. Um, and Bournemouth are winless with two defeats and two draws, um, but the defeats were against two form teams in Spurs and Liverpool. And the two draws were against two other sides who are in good form in West Ham and Brentford. They've actually faced four sides who are all unbeaten. Um, so Bournemouth haven't had the easiest of runs. Um, and as I say, the, the four teams have come across so far are all unbeaten so far. Well, well, Chelsea definitely aren't unbeaten. They, they've lost twice and they can lose again here. The, the problem with Chelsea is, is the lack of a, of a striking option. Um Jackson, I think he looks a good player, um, but he hasn't covered himself in glory. He's, he's missing sitters week after week. Um, it's got it. Reminds me a little bit of Werner when he came in. He was getting all of the opportunities, getting in all the right places, um, but could he put it in the net? Could he? Fuck. Um, <laughs> and I just, I've got no interest in backing Chelsea at, at this point, and therefore. I'm going to back Bournemouth. I've got Bournemouth on the money line. So Bournemouth to beat Chelsea at 15-4 to 
plus three seven five. Um, I, I couldn't see any way, other way to go with it. I, I just think Bournemouth have been a little unlucky in terms of the fixtures they've had. And Chelsea have just done nothing to justify being such short. Chelsea might go and win it, but I'd much rather take a punt on Bournemouth here at very close to four to one. So, yeah, Bournemouth will beat Chelsea. Uh, I've got some live action trivia here. Baz, uh, small boys just turned up, opened the pantry door. What do you think he's getting? Uh, jammy Dodger. What are you getting, Bob? Uh, chocolate croissant. Oh, it's a bit late at it's night. Not a bad guess, you it is a bit late. I was just thinking that. I just looked at the old uh, microwave clock there and it's half past nine. Yeah, he should be in bed. Um, anyway, what's happening? Uh, Bournemouth Chelsea. Oh, right. Chelsea. Well, that's what I'm going to do. Baz, I use some hashtag maths here. Uh, get your pencil out. Write this down. Uh, Bournemouth about two over two and a half and two under two and a half. Yeah. Chelsea about two over two and a half and two under two and a half. So what's that, Baz? Like 50-50, would you say? Yeah, it's definitely 50 50, isn't it? The under two and a half, um, therefore, is the bigger price. It's 13 to 10. Um, so you're giving me heads or tails, Baz. You're giving me 13 to 10 heads. I mean, I don't know what else you want me to do. Uh, it's just simple arithmetic. I'll take the under two and a half goals, 13 to 10 plus 130. And Shane was whinging that I'm keeping the uh, croissants in a pantry. Where, would I, where else would you keep your croissants? If you haven't got a bread bin, do you have a bread bin, Baz? Don't have a bread. Uh, I have a bread basket of kinds. Has it got a lid? Like a. It's like a, it's like a oh, basket. Is that it? That, no, this is the biscuit basket. <laughs> but, but, but we, have, we have an identical one. The biscuit basket is on the bread. table to me. Do you want to know what, what biscuits I've got in my hand? Okay, I, thought, I saw some digestives there, didn't I? Controversial. What's in my hand now? What biscuit? This is going to be uh, controversial. Fig, fig roll. It's a Jaffa cake. Oh, is that is a it biscuit a though? Is it a cake or is it a biscuit? It's a biscuit, mate. As was a landmark court case, you very well knew it was a biscuit. Yeah, it was it was a cake. It's a biscuit, man. Cake. Wasn't it? No, no they won the case. They they argued it was a cake. Uh, the late game on late game on Sunday, uh, <laughs> half past four kickoff is Everton against Arsenal. Uh, nineteen to four plus four seventy five for Everton. Uh, the draw is seven to two. Arsenal are one to two minus two hundred. Um, Everton got off the mark last week. Scored the first goals, got the first point with the two-two at Sheffield United. Um, they played okay, uh, but the level of form is hard to assess because it was Sheffield United. Um, Arsenal have got ten points, uh, but they've been really vulnerable. Arsenal will be delighted to have ten points um, because they sneaked it at Palace. They uh, they sneaked it against Manchester United, a game they could easily have lost. They had a home draw with Fulham, which isn't particularly impressive. Um, all three wins were fortunate. Um, Everton beat Arsenal 1-0 uh, last season in uh, Deitch's first win. Now, this is a Sunday primetime game, and I just think Arsenal's look might run out here, Baz. Uh, Everton do look like the cranking up a little bit. Uh, Dan Juma and Beto made a little bit of a difference to them going forward. Uh, Beto does look a lot of fun up front. He's going to cause problems. I wanted to fade Arsenal, um, but I didn't quite see enough in the 2-2 from Everton to make me want to take Everton outright. Um, but I do think they can keep it close, Baz. Um, Everton minus one on the Asian handicap is evens or just a hair above. It's plus one or three. Um, so that'll push if Arsenal win by one. And Arsenal haven't been tearing it up this year. Um, I just think Everton are going to be up for it. They say that the fans are going to be up for it again. They've got some new signings to get behind. Uh, they, they were competitive. They were feisty last week. Um, so, yeah, they'll keep it close. Uh, so, if we get a draw or if Everton win, uh, we'll nick this. So, minus one. Um, plus one, plus three, bad. Oh, that's horrible, Malcolm. Absolutely horrible. Um <laughs> Everton are still selling players this oh. week. What's that all about, Malcolm? Damari Gray left this week, didn't he? He's gone to Turkey. Um, did he go to Turkey, go? did he? I thought he was going to Saudi. What happened there? Yeah, I think, oh, maybe, maybe he's one or the other. Somewhere yeah, he, over that Yeah, he, he went to Saudi, mate, I think. Yeah. So Damari Gray has gone. They got rid of a Wobie and Mopey on, on deadline day. Um, 
It all seems a little bit strange. Um, I don't know what's going on there. Talk of takeover has come up again, hasn't it? Not one that's going to fill their fans with much joy. There's a couple of dodgy fraudsters being linked with taking over the club today. Oh, yeah. Um, so, I not not great. Anyway, on the pitch, three defeats, uh, followed by a, probably a fortunate 2-2 draw, as you say. Pickford had to make a couple of good saves to keep them in it at the death against Sheffield United. Um, so, that did stop the bleeding a little bit. Um, but I think the scab will fall off, yeah, and they'll be pissing with blood by the end of this one, Malcolm. <laughs> this is going to be a bloodbath. Um, <laughs> Arsenal are going to win here, and Arsenal are going to win well. So I've gone the complete opposite way to you. Yeah, okay. Everton, I mean, they've, Everton have only fair enough. They've kept it tight in games. They, they were well beaten against Villa, 4-0. Um, they kept it tight in their other games, but that was Wolves, Fulham, Sheffield United. Nothing of the quality of Arsenal or, or Villa who, who did manage to hammer them. And, and I've been quite low on Arsenal uh, it's for, for the same reasons they haven't been blowing anyone away but I think they could do it here yeah. I think um, Arsenal win this by two goals I think it's a good price 11 to 8 plus 137 Arsenal to win by two or more at 11 to 8 is the main pick um, but I think Arsenal are going to get a few here Arsenal to score four or more goals at 5 to 1 and Arsenal to score five or more goals at 14 to 1 hell, I'm having a bit of that small stakes um, bit of fun. I appreciate Everton can keep things tight at Goodison Park. There's just a gulf between these two teams at the moment, uh, and I think this could be a game where Arsenal might click and get a few. Um, appreciate it's not home comfort, but Arsenal will win this by two. Eleven to eight for Arsenal to win this by two or more on the handicap. Easy. Okay, so completely opposite sides. I don't get your optimism around Everton. I don't know where it's coming from. I don't know where you found that. It was the same last year, Baz, and Everton won 1-0. Circling, Circling the drain, aren't they, Baz? Circling the drain. Circling the drain. Uh, yeah, they might just pop their heads up a little bit. Um, Monday night, Monday night football, uh, quarter to eight kickoff, which is 2.45 Eastern time. Is Nottingham Forest against Burnley. Forest are um, five to four. Um, drifted a little bit. They were 11 to 10 on Monday. Um the draw is 13 to 5 plus 260 and Burnley are 9 to 4 plus 225. Uh, close us out with the winner, Baz. Yeah, before I start with that, serials with me. He's got Arsenal team total over two and a half. He likes Arsenal to get in amongst the goals. Get on the ladder, serial. Get up the ladder. Let's take Arsenal mm. all the way up. I'm going to batter them. Um, Forrest, this, this one's a, a bit of a bit of a rogue one. Like, it's a pick with, with very little in the way of form to back it up. It's one of those. Hunches where I can just feel I can see something coming. Um, and I could be wrong. Um, but I'm going to start by just throwing the pick out. I'm going to pick Burnley to beat Forest here at, at 9-4. And it isn't supported much by the form. As Forest have won the last four league games at home, covering this season and last. Burnley have lost three in a row, conceded 11 in the three games. Um, the one little crumb of form is, is that they did beat Forest a couple of weeks ago, 1-0 in the EFL Cup at the City ground. Um, albeit it's in the AFL Cup and, and Forrest did make a few changes. But Burnley did go ahead against Spurs and you know ultimately they were well beaten, but they managed to score twice. They also managed to a goal against Villa. Um and if Burnley could take the lead here as they did at Spurs, that might be enough. Um if they can get a couple of goals like they did at Spurs, that could be enough. Forest are in good form. They've scored in every game. They've scored six goals in four, but they've also only got the one clean sheet. And and Burnley are a team. We I think we both fancied more from pre-season. We we fancied them to to have a good season to go well to get themselves away from any relegation troubles. Uh, and although they haven't really played that well yet, they've faced Villa, Spurs, and Man City. So they've had a really really tough run of games. And and I think this could be one where they get off and running. So I'm going to take the underdog here, Burnley to beat Forest at nine four plus two twenty five. Um, well, I'm wasting everyone's time here, Baz. My picks: Forest to win uh, five to four. I tell oh, you what, the problem with Burnley's been, Baz, they've been shite. Like everyone was like, "Oh, Burnley going to be great." He's a little uh, mini Pep, little Manchester City live thing going on. They've been absolutely cack. Like, but I mean, terrible good sides though. They've, they've... I, if, this is a, I got a, absolutely yeah. humped, though. By the way, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, they're going to they're going to beat Forest. Forest are quietly clicking. 
I mean, they faced tricky opponents as well. One goal defeated Arsenal Man United, but a win at Chelsea. Um, and the, the home win against Sheffield United. The scoring goals and, crucially, bads. they've got some good players as well. Uh, Nottingham Forest at the minute. I've been really disappointed with Burnaby. Did expect some kind of magic and it just hasn't happened yet. Um, Forest were great at home last season. It was one of our go-to plays. Um, this looks to me like, Baz, a middle third team at home to a bottom third team. That's it. That's the handicap. And five to four in that situation, I would take it every day of the week. Um, see if you're throwing out the uh, one goal, which is uh, normally a stable. Uh, it's home for Forest as well. So, yeah, pretty straightforward. I'll just take Forest, Baz, please. Um, yeah, I mean, right. Fran- Francis has put in the tricky round of games and it just shows, doesn't it? Because we have, I mean, we've been exactly opposite each other on four or at least three or four of those games. Um, and I, I, I quite like my picks, but then you you, you picked out. <laughs> That's normally when they're going to go wrong one. if you like them. Yeah, I mean, I did say when I started that Forest one, it, it's a pick that has no form to back it up. Uh, and I get that, but sometimes... Um, there's just there's just something that makes us think this is going to be the week it changes for a team, and I think it'll change for Burnley this week. But uh, we'll we'll see. Um, Ad's made a good point about Arsenal getting back to their last season system against Manchester United. Uh, so he fancies goals as well. Um, yeah, they, he's they got one back on your they side. Took, took White back at right back, didn't they? Took Party out where, where they've been playing him in, in the back, and Gabriel and Saliba were back in the middle. Uh, definitely look better. Um, so yeah, another another one who likes the Arsenal goals. Um, before we make our uh, parley and dog and goal scorer picks, Baz, can you in thirty seconds explain to Seville and everybody else at the the FPL wild card because it's uh, I'm going to definitely be playing mine because I checked my team again today. Oh man, my team is absolute horseshit. It's like it's like I picked it with a blindfold on. On, like it's like I picked the names out of a hat when I li- actually did about twenty hours homework. I've no idea what I was thinking, even though I did say at the start of the year it would be shit. It's embarrassingly shit. Like, um, so yeah, can you just explain to people what I and a lot of the people will be doing? Yeah, fantasy Premier League. You've got two wild cards in the season. One of them lasts up until the Christmas period, um, and the other one is for the second half of the season. So basically, you play that wild card. You can make unlimited transfers that week, and you don't lose any points for making those transfers. Ordinarily, you get one free transfer, and then it's minus four everyone after that. Uh, I don't think I'll be playing mine. Um, I've got two free transfers mm-hmm. still, although I still have uh, Richarlison in my team, uh, who definitely mm-hmm. needs to come out because he was crying away to himself on the bench at <laughs> Brazil the other day. Um, the blokes made Don't a laugh at mental health issues, Baz. No, he's, he's came out and said he needs some mental help. Uh, he's going to speak to a therapist and try and get his mojo back and all that, which is fair enough. Um, but I, I can't keep him in my uh, in my fantasy league team whilst he does that. Um, so yeah, you can play a wild card on limited transfers. It's as simple as that, serial. Uh, but remember, you, you might find a few weeks down the line it's more useful to you. So. It depends on what you need. If you only need to make two or three transfers this week to get your squad where you want it to be, don't use your wild card. Um, if it's an absolute shit show like Malgams, then you you pull the trigger and you just start again. Uh, you don't lose any points, so it's not starting again in that sense. But um, yeah, I haven't had a proper look at my team yet, Malcolm. But I definitely need Richarlison and probably another couple of things that need to happen in mind. But I don't think I'll be playing wild card this this time. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, so I've got four defenders with that red mark next to their name, which means they're dead, basically. Uh, four out of the five. Okay, uh, business time, Baz. My underdog of the week is going to be Wolves at 7-1. to one. Um, I love this lunchtime play, Baz. The, all the Liverpool players are getting off their aeroplanes from uh, where they've been, Buenos Aires and Caracas and uh, Lima and Bogota. And they're all going to be tired. Um, and they've got any defenders still. They must have got away with that. I don't know what Villa were doing last week. They should have put them to the sword. Uh, Wolves are going to get stuck right into them at 7-1. Uh, my parley, which will definitely lose, is a money line treble, Baz. And it's on those home teams that I like. Those three home teams that are too big, um, which is Manchester United, Newcastle United, and Nottingham Forest. 
Uh, three home teams in good spots. That plays um, plus 633, which is a shade over six to one. In my anytime goal scorer, Baz, I'm laughing at myself here. Uh, we're going to Everton. The big lad, Beto, the beast, boshing at the back stick with a crashing header in it goes at nine to one first goal. Uh, three to one anytime. Um, Arsenal are always shit the bed when they play big, strong teams um, throughout my entire life. And Sunday is going to be an example of that. So there you go. Uh, what have you got? Better can score. 5 1 Arsenal. I'm not bothered about it. Yeah, that. all right. We'll take. Oh, I know. I'm on. 5 4. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Um, what have I got? Underdog for me, Burnley to beat Forest 9 4. Uh, scorer, I've gone with Saka because Arsenal are going to score loads. Saka 13 to 8 plus 167. Uh, and the treble for me, it's an over 2.5 treble. Newcastle v Brentford, Spurs v Sheffield United, and Villa v Palace. All to be over two and a half goals. Comes in at 7 to 2 plus 350. Simple. Very simple, Bars. Well done. Uh, we uh, we made the time up nicely at the end there. Um, thank you very much, Barry. Anything else you need to tell the people about before we go? No, it's all been quite quiet around here. No lifestyle stuff going on, like. Well, um, I see we didn't. We ended up with not much time. Uh, like I say, I do have quite a good story about um, a container ship full of Lego that uh, went overboard in 1997. But we'll leave that for another day, Buzz. Um Thanks, everyone who listened. Yeah, it's, it's funny, isn't it? It's a good story. I've teased you with that more, one, Buzz. We have more time on our Sunday night show anyway, Mark. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. If you were uh, to listen to that story. We won't have much time Sunday because our Sunday night show. If you listen to this one, make sure you come back Sunday night because it's Champions League next week. Oh shit! Um, so we're just going to talk Newcastle and AC Milan for hours on end. Um, yeah, but yeah, big big Champions League show this this Sunday. So yeah, looking forward to that one. Excited, um, everyone who joined us in the chat. Thank you very much, Courtney, Ad, Pavel, uh, Monster was in there. Serial Captain saying, "Oh, Francis." Um, if I've forgotten everybody, I hope I haven't. Um, but yeah, thank you very much. Um, we do appreciate it. Like, rate, review, tell a friend to tell a friend, um, which is what uh, who joined earlier on. Bass was it? Sean said that. Shane, Shane, one of Shane, not Sean. Sorry. Uh, yeah, Shane. Um, he's the uh, man of the match this week for telling all his mates to listen. Thanks, everyone. We will be back on Sunday night. Um, good luck with all your picks. Until then, we'll see you down the road. Cheers. <laughs>